T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Wednesday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour satellite soiree. DA with you. From the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta. Vegas to Valdosta. Kalamazoo and Waterloo hey, are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up this morning here on the program, big guest alert. How much bigger can it get? Magic Johnson is going to join us on the program. At least he's scheduled as such. We'll see if this comes to fruition. But Magic, doing a little radio tour, is scheduled to drop on by coming up in hour number four. And so stick around for that. Also, this hour on the show, in 20 minutes, a big bet. With no brain, and in 40 minutes, a Wednesday staple, a champ, and a chump. Plus, I think I got a few tricks up my sleeve today. Pete, the body is out. Carlos with a K is in, which means, you know what? We might get away. We might get away with a few things this morning. EJ Stewart in as well which means we might get away with a few things this morning. We'll see. I might dig into my toy box today. Let's start with Zach Wilson, the single worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Why would we talk about the single worst starting quarterback in the NFL? It's because his franchise keeps talking about the single worst NFL quarterback. Joe Namath the other day, Taking the sledgehammer to Zach Wilson, rightfully so. Robert Sala insisting, doesn't mean anything. He's our guy. The Jets then follow up Zach Wilson's vote of confidence with signing Trevor Simeon, which is not a big splash addition, but it is a quarterback move. So very clearly not all is, we're fine with Zach Wilson and nothing else. We're not moving off this spot. But then the cherry on top is Aaron Rodgers having to do his weekly interview with Pat McAfee. Oh, 
I guess I should have figured this, considering last year, after the Packers were eliminated from the postseason, Rodgers just continued to do the interview, which I didn't really understand the need for a guy that's not playing anymore to keep holding court every week. But Aaron never met a microphone and a camera he didn't like. And so here's Aaron Rodgers rehabbing his Achilles, not in New York with the Jets, in Malibu, which I'm sure is happening on a $20,000 couch in a $14 million Oceanside mansion as Zach Wilson gets booed by Fireman Ed and his 14 brothers. Jets fans' teeth are falling out literally at the game as they boo Zach Wilson and Rodgers is rehabbing 3,000 miles away as he watched the bluffs of California. Flipping over during his NFL Sunday ticket from the other 1 o'clock games. How's, how's my team doing? So Rodgers, because he can't help himself, still doing these interviews with Pat McAfee, even though he's not with the team, which is just all types of amazing. Of course, had to weigh in. Of course. So, is Aaron Rodgers from 3,000 miles away talking about the team helping or hurting the Jets? It is where we begin. You're cold open. By the way, Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson on the sidelines. Animated conversation between the young wide receiver and the young quarterback. Here it comes. This is the frustrations of the NFL right now. This will happen on... Michael Carter, the third string running back. This is what teams have to go through. You know, there, there's there's adversity points in every season. This year it's happening early and people are coming coming for us. Uh, and there's, you know, some uh, heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better across the, uh, really just offensively. You know, we need to uh, to not have some of those things happen on the, on the sideline and, and to be a little better and to be a little better. Uh, uh, just be a little better competitors. You know, we need to understand this is part of it. It's not always going to be pretty. The most important thing is winning. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Okay, so you heard Scott Hansen on NFL Red Zone, Tony Romo on the NFL on CBS, Aaron Rodgers, part of the Pat McAfee Show. I'm sure... Rodgers would like to impart some knowledge. And if he's doing so via text, phone calls, FaceTime with some of his guys, the younger guys on the offense, the younger guys on the team, maybe the coaches, whatever, good on him. And if he's connected with Zach Wilson, maybe picking up some things that Zach could do better, good on him. I don't know that part of things. This part of things, though, I don't understand. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers could feel that he's being the ultimate team guy by doing long-form interviews weekly when he's not even with the team. I don't understand how he thinks that's beneficial. Now, what's happening on the sideline with the Jets is frustration boiling over. Their offense stinks. It is one of the most impotent in football behind maybe only the Chicago Bears and maybe even more so than the Chicago Bears. Huge expectations, and they're feeling it. 
and they're feeling frustrated and anxiety ridden and it's boiling over. That we've seen a million times over. We'll see it a million times more in professional sports, collegiate sports, amateur sports. Not all that surprising. And is it the best look? No. I think it also, though, is not just about the players having to, quote, keep their poise. I think it's the coaches. And I think the fact is that the Jets coaching staff right now has a bullseye on its back because they're not doing their job either. Zach Wilson is terrible. Well, Zach Wilson has to be getting coached as well. And why does the offense look this bad still in year number three of his career? Why on the sidelines are they talking to each other aggressively to other coaches and to each other? Why is there points of friction? Why in the offseason, before you've even made the playoffs for the first time in however long, are you talking about being the 85 Bears? All of these things have been allowed to go on, and when Aaron Rodgers went down, it appears that the organization had absolutely no answer, no plan, no vision, and that begins with Robert Sala. There has to always be, from the head coaching standpoint, a worst-case scenario game plan. This is emergency game plan, and does it look like they've got one of those? The answer is no. Because after every week, Zach Wilson looks like trash. And after every week, Robert Sala says, he's our guy. He's our guy. No question about it. He's our guy. And then this week, they signed Trevor Simeon. So there's at least some correlation to suddenly signing a veteran quarterback. But for Rodgers, he says, I think it, I think it might not happen if I was there. I'm not questioning where he needs to rehab. If the best doctors are in Malibu, if he only needs to be on his, you know, whatever, on the couch all day long to rest his calf, to rest his Achilles, he shouldn't be on his feet. He shouldn't be standing for three hours during a game. I totally get it. I'm not questioning where he's doing his rehab or what he's doing. But if he's going to be 3,000 miles away and not at the team facility, he can now punt on the Pat McAfee interview. It doesn't make any sense. If the Jets are this bad, what is Rodgers providing besides a little bit more fuel to the fire of a reminder he's not there and they stink without him and this season went kablooey? If he wants to do a check-in a month and a half from now about how rehab's going later on in the season, where fine. But does he need to do the weekly spot anymore? Does he need the money if this is a sponsored deal? What is this about? This is about ego. This is about staying relevant. This is about, I've got my platform and I can't give it up, which is why he was doing it during the postseason anyway. He wasn't providing any insight to the Green Bay Packers. They weren't playing. And for all the good things Roger said and did in this offseason, I just think this is always at the heart of him. This ego of it needs to be about me. I don't really need to hear from a guy who's that far away that's not even with the team about the problems that are afflicting the team right now. It's just a reminder of what they aren't. Here's your phone number, 855-212-4CBS if you want to jump in, or DA on CBS on Twitter. The other thing about Trevor Simeon, as kind of an aside... It's an admission that the Jets need a veteran QB. Now, is Trevor Simeon the grand answer? Probably not. But he is 31 years old. He has started games in the NFL before. 
How did it make sense in the offseason for the New York Jets to have Tim Boyle as their third-string quarterback, a guy with zero starting quarterback experience? You were essentially signing another developmental guy behind your other developmental guy in Zach Wilson. All along, the Trevor Simeon of the world, whatever that was going to be, break glass in case of emergency, veteran quarterback that maybe could step in if things got really sideways, should have been on this roster during training camp, during the offseason to learn the offense. It should not be happening in week number four, and it is an admission that they never considered Aaron Rodgers getting injured, and they brought in Rodgers' friends to the detriment of the team. Tim Boyle should not be on this team because Zach Wilson right now is a, is a fright fest, and they can't turn to their backup quarterback, and thus they have to sign another guy because Tim Boyle's just as inexperienced. Tim Boyle's just as unproven. I'm not saying Simeon's an answer. I'm saying Simeon is a code two. They built this whole thing wrong. They were doing such a bend-over job for Aaron Rodgers that they brought in his buddy to be a third-string quarterback who was providing absolutely no value. None. That position, Boyle's position on the depth chart, had to have been assigned to a guy that had starting quarterback experience that in case Rodgers went down, he was a equitable option to Zach Wilson. And they didn't do it. All right, I don't want this whole show to dissolve into the Jets nonsense. But we had to start off there because, of course, it's all of those things. It is staggering the type of production that went down on on Sunday. And there is a winner, the Dolphins, the champs, and there is a loser, the chumps. Let's get to that right now. A Wednesday staple, a champ and a chump. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's champ. Or chump. The Dolphins' success is a win for the coaches out there that don't take themselves so seriously. That don't believe that they are some type of dictator, power figure, some type of father figure. But there's a lot of self-indulgence when it comes to coaching. And when you get up high, Power 5 programs, college football, NFL... And head coaches are making five, six, seven, ten million dollars a year. You begin thinking that you're the all-powerful and and you are impenetrable, and it's my way or the highway, and I am here to teach you the wisdom that I have. I'll get you organized because I'm the person in charge, and that is filtered down through years. Now we have oftentimes honored that. We have oftentimes romanticized that. The tough hard-nosed guys that say this is the way you do it and there's only one way to do it. We put people in dog houses. We yell at them when they, they, they mess up. You know, guys like Bear Bryant, guys 
like Bill Parcells, guys that are tough guys, snarling, you know, uh, have little use for the media, little use for criticism, and uh, just would never doubt themselves. Mike McDaniel is doing it a totally opposite way, and I find it so refreshing. McDaniel last year, in his first year at the helm, helped orchestrated offense with the addition of Tyree Kill, of course, where Tua Tungavailoa went from a guy that most people said, no, I don't see it, to a guy that when he was on the field, we saw it. That was a Dolphins team that in an AFC where the Bills had Super Bowl aspirations, the Chiefs would ultimately win the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals were coming off the Super Bowl loss, that was an AFC that by the late part of October, maybe even into November, the Dolphins led the AFC with the most wins and the best record. Tua went down, everything went haywire. Now they are 3-0. Their Super Bowl odds have skyrocketed. And now they're like 6-1. to They open up the season at 25-1. to And Mike McDaniel... You don't hear him after the games puffing out his chest, talking about how smart he is, how great his offense is, how polished everything is, look at what they're doing. You know, Mike McDaniel said he didn't go for the all-time scoring record at 73 points. He said because he believes in karma and he wants good karma with the Miami Dolphins. This is not a guy that wanted to hang his name and his brilliance in the record book. It was, we haven't done anything, nothing's that special. And he's not doing it in the kind of fake humility kind of way. I think Mike McDaniel really doesn't have much of an ego. You hear him joking with players. You hear how he jokes with the media. You hear how he's kind of very self-effacing. I just think there's a different way to approach leadership in a lot of ways. And it doesn't mean you don't have a direction and a focus and a this is our game plan. This is how we'll execute. Here's the wisdom behind it. Here's the rationale. Of course, all of that is part of leadership. But leadership doesn't always have to be, listen to me, this is the way it is, and if you don't listen to me, you're wrong. And I think McDaniel's just kind of breaking a lot of that. And so I I love McDaniel. I've loved him for a long time. I love that he's doing what he's doing, and the proof is in the pudding. I mean, yes, they have a lot of great skill in Miami, but they just put up 70 points for the first time any NFL team has done that since 1966. He's a special guy. He's your champ. That's DA's champ. Your chump is the flip side of this coin. What happened to that game? And that is Sean Payton. Because after the game, I don't blame Sean Payton a bit for being salty, for being embarrassed. This is a guy that has been a Super Bowl champion. He's a guy that has been widely admired as one of the best head coaches in football. And a guy that had his options to come back into the NFL, I'm sure. And in game number three, coming back, he's historically embarrassed. But after the game, the way that he dismissed questions about the game was very unbecoming. And I talked about this probably a couple of months ago, if I remember correctly, that there was a part of the Sean Payton story that I I kind of have to call BS on. Sean Payton has always been very available and very cordial to big-time national media. 
he has curried sources or his reporters that you know when there's a story about Bounty Gate or there's a story about the Saints or there's a story about him leaving for the broadcast booth or there's a story about him taking the Broncos job. Things that tend to be flattering to him come from the same sources. And I'll tell you this, I mean, I wouldn't put us at the top of, you know, the the national NFL food chain, but we obviously have a, a national platform. And when we've been on Radio Row or he's done a speaking tour or whatever, we've booked him and he's been incredibly collegial. He's been he's been very cordial. He's been very talkative. He's been very easy for me to talk to. If I was a local reporter, I believe, or a local sports talk host in Denver or in New Orleans, I don't think I would have been given the same leash. I don't think I would have been given the same Sean Payton. And the way that he handled that media and has since he took over in Denver has been, I think, pretty startling for a lot of people in Denver. They're watching him play grab ass with the national media that he knows gives him nice attention and flattering portraits. And then with the local media, he sneers at them and and shuns them and keeps them out and says, you're not allowed here. I'm not talking about that. And how dare you criticize? And... It's that type of inconsistency that I don't appreciate and I don't respect because I've been on both sides of that fence. I've been the local reporter, the local sports talk host that was trying to develop a relationship, that was trying to develop credibility, that was going to practice and going to uh, press conferences and trying to do everything that I could to understand what was happening. And then I've been on the flip side where Hey, I haven't had to work as hard to get those big-time guests because they come to us or they see the brand or they see the platform or they see the name and they're like, no, we want to do the DA show. No, we want to talk to DA. No, we, we, we know the audience he has. We know what that show does. And I just don't appreciate it when you do, when you have a different tact for the people that you think you need versus the people that you think you don't need. And he doesn't think he needs the local media. And so after that loss... He can sneer at them and snipe at them and, you know, basically say, what do you know? And he needs the national media because those are the ones that put it out on the NFL on CBS pregame or the NFL on Fox pregame or ESPN game day or ESPN prime Monday or whatever the show is where he goes, I need that reporter to say this about this to get our narrative out there. And he's very cordial and I'm just not about it. And I didn't like the way that he handled that after Sunday's game. It was your team, your defense, you're a Super Bowl winning coach, your squad got trucked, historically embarrassed, and you've also got to wear that. And the local media has every reason to question what the hell just happened considering you're one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL. So he's the chump. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, Josh Dobbs, the surprising starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals this season. But he's now been the starting quarterback for three consecutive weeks and just pulled off a huge upset of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Wizard of Oz on Sunday. So Josh Dobbs, recording his first victory as a starting quarterback in the NFL, went into the Cardinals team store. Now, I'm not sure if he was buying a gift for somebody or maybe just for a souvenir for himself, but went into the Cardinals official team store and couldn't find his own jersey. Yo, Josh Dobbs here. All right, I'm in the team store for the Cardinals trying to get a jersey for my fans. Check this out. So I walk over here to get a jersey made. Boom. Adult. Then I go large. Next. Then I go select from roster. Okay. Next. And guess what? Your boy is nowhere to be found. You got all the numbers and no number nine. Like, yo, I know I just got here, but at least, come on, we can at least have the custom jersey ready for me. Help your boy out. So that is from Josh Dobbs' social media handle. That has to be quite the humbling moment. You're the starting quarterback of the Cardinals. You have just beaten the Cowboys who have tortured the Cardinals throughout their history because they were once division rivals in the NFC East. And he goes into the team store, he says, to buy a jersey for his fans. And he's going through all the jerseys and there's no Josh Dobbs jersey. And is he saying you can't even customize a Josh Dobbs jersey? Yes, he's on He's on the kiosk, I guess, at the team store where you can customize jerseys. And at these kiosks or even on the website, usually they have the whole roster there. So you can just pick a player that maybe isn't, like, you know, well-known. He isn't even on that. He's not on the full <laughs> roster, let alone just the players that they normally have, the star players. He's like, let me just – you, know, you can probably get the long snapper before you can get a Josh Dobbs jersey. No, I was thinking on this story, who would be the most popular jersey sold at the team store for the Cardinals this year? Probably still Kyler. Yeah, probably Kyler Murray. But, yeah. okay, so let's take Kyler off of the list because he's not playing. I mean, Buda Baker? Or James Conner? I guess Those would be the two guys, I would think. James Conner or Buda Baker? I mean, you, isn't Buda Baker injured? Yeah. Yeah, he's also injured. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in terms of the guys who's a, who are playing, 
Rondell, guess it, Rondell Moore. Or James, <laughs> James Connor or Mark Hollywood Brown? Maybe. Who stinks? <laughs> Who was their first round pick this year? Did they have one? I don't know. I don't even remember. Did they have one? I don't know if they did. I have no idea. It wasn't anybody flashy, I don't think. It might have been a lineman, and you're not going to buy a lineman jersey they off should, a first-round pick. They should have just kept why not? Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. So they uh, had him. Oh, Paris Johnson. That's why we didn't remember. Offensive lineman. Okay. Paris State. Johnson, right. So I saw a couple of deep takes on this deep analysis that he did this, that this shows that he has a bad relationship with the team, like that he didn't have to share this, but he shared it like to really make a point because of some issue with the organization. I'd be surprised if he had an a issue with the organization because they got rid of Colt McCoy to start him. Yeah, but did they didn't they think he was the worst option? Because they were trying to tank. Exactly. Right. So he's going to take it personally that they started him to give him the job that he's never had because they thought that he was specifically going to stink. Right. That Colt was too good to start for them. I think that's reading a little too deep. Probably. I think if your if your organization gives you a job, a starting job. And they say, I'm sure behind the scenes, Jonathan Gatton isn't like, I hope that you lose because we really think you stink. I think they're probably saying nice things to him. He's got to be pretty loyal to the guys that gave him that job. But if you're a player and you want something, you don't go to the team store. Like you tell somebody, hey, I need this. And it like shows up at your locker. That's the way I would assume. This feels like somebody told him, hey, man, I was in there on Sunday. There's no Dobbs jerseys. Can't even make one. So then he went in there knowing he wasn't going to find a Dobbs jersey. That is possible. I think it's probably a thing where before the season, the team store makes the list of jerseys that they have prepared. They put this order in in June or July. They have the list ready. Everything is ready to go week one of the NFL season or the preseason. The preseason probably is when these decisions are made. And then, you know, Dobbs was not even a, a blip on the radar then, and now it's week three, and it looks kind of stupid now. But you know, these things are probably set way long ago. This feels like to me, I mean, we've seen teams acquire players the day before, and then they have jerseys ready. I don't know when <laughs> right. Aaron Rodgers got, you know, traded, but it felt like there were Rodgers jerseys before he even got traded to That's the Jets, true. it feels like. Like, to me, this just felt like one of those moments where you have a team that is so going through the motions. Besides right. the players, apparently, because the players are playing hard. Right. The coach, who's kind of weird, seems to be doing a decent job. But everyone else in the organization <laughs> is just like going through the motions, just waiting for the draft. So they don't even have to start in quarterback's jersey ready <laughs> at the team store. I love that take. EJ says the Arizona Cardinals on September 27th are waiting for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for late April right. already. And don't forget, they kind of had a head start. Their first game was on the road. This isn't week one. He's just here, haven't gotten a shipment in. They had a game they almost won. In Washington. Then they had a Giants game that they almost won, and he yeah. was playing well through six quarters, and they still didn't think someone <laughs> might want to buy the quarterback's jersey. And now Let's on make a few. Tuesday, I guess this is probably posted yesterday, Tuesday of the week after they beat the, the Cowboys, still nobody is like, still hey, maybe we should have a Thomas jersey. <laughs> here is Darius Slay via the Second Wind podcast. I feel like that could have been Mraz's podcast. As <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's Bilotti's yeah. podcast. He got he gets second wind. Uh talking talking about trying to uh cover Calvin Johnson Megatron in practice. I got to practice, man. Uh man, I mean talking about strong, athletic, fast, quick, get out of breaks, just mm -hmm. as quick as a 
Little dude, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big running four three at six three, six four, about two forty. Running through air. I'm talking about. I press him, running right through my arms. Yeah, running yeah. through it. Don't it don't phase him. You know, I never been that type of player. Like, damn, like what I'm gonna do? Mm-hmm. But man, every day work, work, work. Mm-hmm. And I'm on. Uh, Jim Swartz had me on first team defense and first team scouts. So I got the first four plays of scout team and the first all the plays of one's defense. One's so. Damn. I had to be like guys like Revis at that time. I had to be like Tlaib. Yeah. Every time that guys that travel and stuff like that to Calgary, I had to be Pat Pete. I had mm-hmm. to have that jersey on being him, so they was getting me ready. Yeah. So I'm just like, and I'll tell you, it was like, I probably my whole rookie year, I ain't knocked no ball down from him, no PBU, really? <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> you, trying, you trying your best. Everything. You know what I'm saying? Every way. I'll try and do it professionally because the fact that, you know, you can't, you can't really. A, a hundred M's <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. be on the ground. Facts. hundred M's can't be on the ground. That is such a good clip. To really hear behind the scenes. Now, Darius Slay was all SEC at Mississippi State. He was a second-round pick, so he is not some type of chump. He has been a five-time pro bowler over the course of his career, Lions and Eagles. And when he first came to the league, he went an entire year covering Calvin Johnson in practice and didn't knock down one ball. (laughs) (laughs) That tells you what there is between really great and then Hall of Fame legend great. That's how great Calvin Johnson was. Hall of Fame legend great. Not one pass knocked down all practice for a kid that was obviously a pretty good cornerback. And later in the clip, I didn't get the extent because it was too long. He talks about how, oh, after these you know times of me getting worked out by Calvin Johnson, he didn't give me tips about, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Mind you, it never helped them the next practice they would go against each other because he would still catch every single ball. He says that Matt Stafford, what you saw in the games was essentially was practice, was, all right, I'm just going to throw it to Calvin Johnson and it's going to be a catch. It doesn't matter what happens. Calvin Johnson does not get nearly enough credit for one of the, being the one of the great wide receivers of all time. He was simply unstoppable. It, you just could not defend him. He was too big, too long, too fast, too strong. He was so strong, so coordinated, so good in the air, so good in the red zone. You know, he just played on so many crummy Lions teams that we never saw him in really big games, but Johnson was just filthy. And finally, here's Jimmy Butler via his own social media Instagram as he is going to the pump to fill up his sports car, his Bugatti. This is high-rate robbery. Man, I'm trying to get some of this gas back. Hey, you think if I go in there and tell them that I put the wrong gas in here, they'll give me a refund? <laughs> this is crazy. I'm going electric. Can y'all believe it costs $145 to fill up a Bugatti? Like, this is crazy, Avery. You feel me? You know, unheard of, man. Bugattis, man. I See, I don't... I don't know what type of uh, or where he's filling up i love the jimmy gold B- fountain I, I love jimmy butler but you're surprised it's more expensive to fill up a bugatti with elite grade gas than a ford taurus like when i fill up my car it's 40 bucks or something like that why it would be 145 for him is probably because it's a huge gas tank, is my guess, because it burns so much fuel as a performance vehicle, and you've got to get the highest grade possible. You probably just can't go into like a Sunoco to get gas for Bugatti, right? 
So there the, has to be special places for Bugatti. I'm pretty sure the the pump says 20 gallons, which is more than my car has yeah. ever taken. Any Mine's car I've like ever 11. had. I think mine might be 14. My my sweet Volkswagen Tiguan. So what's 140 divided by 20? That's seven dollars a uh, a gallon. Yeah, that's so a lot of money. It is, but here in Jersey today it was 350. I filled it on my way up. Mm-hmm. So. Does he have to pay twice as much as normal gas per gallon because he's got to get the highest octane for a freaking Bugatti? Maybe. I mean, it's just like what you got to do. Like, drive a tourist if you don't want to pay that much for a Bugatti. I, that's totally ridiculous that he's driving a Bugatti and he's complaining about $145. Right. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. I understand if you're driving a normal car, maybe a leg up from a normal car and say, oh, man, $140 is a lot. But, I mean, you're driving a freaking Bugatti. Like, what... What do you have to expect? He spent probably two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how much Bugattis cost, but I'm sure they're a ton of money. Like I think a hundred and forty-three dollars a week, a couple of weeks, isn't that bad for Jimmy Butler. A quick Google search says the most inexpensive version of Bugatti is the Veyron at one point nine mil. Are you serious? Crazy. I don't know if this is effect, if this is uh, correct, but I mean, yeah. So. Let's just say his Bugatti cost one to two million bucks. EJ's right. You're complaining about the gas? <laughs> you spent the two million yeah. bucks on a car. Now, I could argue that if I spent two million bucks on a car, the gas should be free for forever at the Bugatti station. <laughs> <laughs> but assuming that's not a thing, you can't go to the pump and complain about this. But I, I do want to know which, which Bugatti Carlos has. Oh, first of all, I don't have a Bugatti. And I have no sympathy for this dude because it cost me five bucks a gallon for my car. But it's like getting a two hundred dollars steak and complaining about the price of Velveeta to go to the, uh, with your steak. Like it doesn't make any sense. You you can afford it. It's it comes off as tone deaf. If you have the money and the management of money to spend two million dollars on a car then the cost of upkeeping that car should not be sticker shock to you or should not be where you pinch pennies. <laughs> if it's 145 bucks, you're like, how could it be this expensive? How did you get to your brain where it was easy to spend the $2 million on the vehicle itself? And what's, you don't just bring that into Meineke yet. Also, like if something goes wrong, you got to bring that to Bugatti and that's a $17,000 service or something like that. But this is kind of consistent with Jimmy Butler. Like, this whole thing of, like, I'm this humble guy, but also right. I'm this superstar. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to go to my Hall of Fame ceremony. Like, they can put me in, but, like, who am I to go to the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, I own a Bugatti, but look at these prices on the gas. I mean, come, like, this is kind of who he is. True. Lunch pale, blue-collar guy that drives a $2 million Bugatti. Yeah. That's too good to go to Hall of Fame ceremonies, even if he's getting inducted. And even if the gas was a nickel a gallon, you can't take your Bugatti to the local Exxon next to all the other dopes in their regular cars. Right. You can't have somebody scratch that bad boy. Look, I mean, go somewhere else. Also, have the gas brought to you. What's the get? What's the miles per gallon on a Bugatti? Two like, and a half. Right. I mean, you have to keep <laughs> filling it up. Yeah. I mean, seriously. All right. That's your sound check. Now, Bogues, I came in today and I thought, you know, we had, we've had, we had the urine situation around here <laughs> where the studio apparently smells like number one. We had the stream situation where the engineers had finagle with something and we had no stream and no audio yesterday. And it just, just felt like, 
a little bit of a, a dark cloud. So I said, why don't we take the dark cloud off? Why don't we have some fun today? Why don't we play something that maybe we don't get a chance to play usually? And that brought me to the year of the buffoon. I feel like we should deep it, go into the crates. It makes everybody feel better, feel smarter. And it, it's a reminder of a gentler time when Mraz used to just say silly things about history instead of arguing with half of New York City every day and getting death threats online. So I am going to dig into the craze today. Carlos with a K is behind me. EJ is also behind me. Let's dial up the first ever year of the buffoon from 2018. Here's our present to you, boys and girls. In 2018, cue the music, Mr. Pete the Body Bilotti. 2018 was a year that Sean Mraz became a household name in so many places across the country. Here is Mraz's greatest hits. Bilotti and I have been putting this together for the entire year. It's the year of the buffoon. What number Super Bowl is this? 52. Okay, what's the Roman numerals? The Roman numerals would be <laughs> XL with three single things. <laughs> is it deers or die? Like mooses and moose and mice. You think it's my? Mice. <laughs> Something. But all right, die. anyway. You, you thought multiple deer were die. Or like they call, maybe that's what they call the pride of them. The pride is like a group of animals. My only, uh, if you will, coup de gras to that. That doesn't make any sense. I was I was shooting there. I hope I shot right. You shot terribly I missed wrong. Nola oh, Williams there. What's that? Mraz, I don't know if you have any plans on going to China. But uh, you know what? I'm more of an Eastern Hemisphere guy. Which is where China is. It's actually you know, an hemisphere with China. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we West? <laughs> We're West. I'm more of a Western Hemisphere guy. You know, I, live, I live East from here. You live East <laughs> from the station. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What? It just, it's pronounced the way it's spelled. It's gyro. Enough with the fancy schmancy. We're not in Greece. It's properly pronounced hero. So is Spider-Man and Batman. This is a gyro. You think that Spider-Man is pronounced hero? Superhero. <laughs> you think it's superhero? I would imagine. I would even follow that logic. Because here we call a sandwich a hero. That is a sandwich there. It is their hero. It would be XL. XL. And then uh, <laughs> three capital letter I's. <laughs> I find chocolate to be the most uh, pungent of all the candies. And if I'm going with... Most pungent meaning... Packed with flavor. And Usually pungent describes a smell, but all right. Well, yeah, it smells on your tongue. So is this a V and then three <laughs> stripes? This is no one. V is five. <laughs> Fifty. Five. V, zero, three stripes. That's what he's going with, right? The clarinist that's a clarinet player? What? That's what he was talking about. The man who... Sees the perfect clarinist. What? Why would you think that Jason Witten is talking about playing a clarinet? Well, who knows what he's talking about? You're a handsome man, right? You like, have a giant Buddha belt. But that's my point. I have a default. Don't add more defaults to yourself. What? Obtuse? No. no. Obese? No, I know. Obtuse was a slang on obese. It's like a triangle. Wow. No, definitely not. Anybody who actually enjoys a veggie burger probably incorporates them into their lives way too much compared to somebody who wants to, uh, you know, divulge or engulge or what's the word there? Um, indulge. Indulge. <laughs> You're welcome. It just dawned on me. Jacksonville. Was that named after Michael Jackson? Yeah, they named Jacksonville after Michael Jackson. I never freaking knew that. How can you not know that? So. Got to fly to Denver or Minneapolis. Would or it be shorter to drive? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Is it that long? Boise's in the middle, so... Driving from, Bo from New York to Boise? Yeah, like Cleveland would be eight hours, so how much longer to Boise? Another two? Yeah, it's about two hours past Ohio. So 10 hours. Holla. The first name is Holly Pooey 
Vati Vitae. <laughs> what was that? Hui Pui, did you say? Halapula Vatai Vitae. Tau A P O U Apu L I V Live A A T I I T. Halapuli Vitae Vitae. Got it. <laughs> Is Table Rock a strip club? <laughs> That's what I think we're getting at. So what would Table Rock be? It's a hike, you doofus. <laughs> you even know where Spain is. Yes, Europe. Madrid. <laughs> is Spain in Madrid? No, Madrid is in Spain, oh, okay. as is... Morocco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was going for another we're city so there. So close. So close. Oh and then you just, wow. you, one step too far, yeah. Wow. I was thinking Morocco's in Spain, but now I think it's in the Mediterranean. Is Morocco a city or a country? Morocco is a city in the Mediterranean. Oh, my goodness. Don't you love how he swallows deep before this? Ah, it's a city in the Mediterranean. (laughs) Mediterranean's like New England, right? It's a group of countries. (laughs) Mraz, what are the La Brea Tar Pits? Uh, Roller derby team. I didn't even know quicksand was real. That's crazy. What is textile? (laughs) Like Calibre? Ariel? What? Like the, 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 the fonts on Microsoft? Is that what they mean? Not text style. No, not text style. What's this here? Jurassic Park. What's the name of them? Jurassic I know, Five? No. Is that it? Jurassic Five? Something is the, is the halftime show. I forgot their names. Some band that everybody thinks is popular and they're not. The guy's on some of those shows that judges women. Not judges women. Judges uh, singers. Um, Maroon Five? Is it Maroon 5? Is it oh my Adam? Which one the, the Super Did Bowl? Did you think Maroon 5 was no. Jurassic Park? What's it like Justin Timberlake at halftime playing with the homonym of Prince there? The homonym? The homonym. Homonym of the thing where it's not really him, but it looks like him. What is it? I can't believe I that Mraz knows the word homonym instead of <laughs> That instead might of be more impressive, yeah. Hologram. hologram. It's the homonym. Mraz, do you even know what Parliament is? Uh, a cigarette and a funk group. And any other usage of Parliament? The movie company? (laughs) That's Paramount. (laughs) Is it the English Congress? Yes! What? I didn't realize that. They stand outside Buchanan's palace. A group of crows is called a murder of crows. But all I'm hearing is that song, Murder of Crows, Murder of Crows. Well, it's Murder, She Wrote. But what if you did it to, you know, the crows? Yeah. So it's L and three stripes? <laughs> no! No! Come on! Not. Come on! Come on! You can't be that dumb. Oh, how good is this? That's the first ever year of the buffoon from 2018, a montage of just that year's Merez isms. And that's it. I'm lifting the black cloud. I'm unveiling all of the. Mraz, year of the buffoon montages all morning long. So you have to listen to this show from now right through 10 o'clock Eastern time. We're doing every single year of the buffoon, counting down from 2018. Dog! That's right. Dog day. Dog! Here on the show. That's an alpha move by you. Such an alpha move. We have to do it. Is he coming back? What's happening? No, I just think that it's so good. It's so, 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 so good. And so I want everybody to mark down Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. Because this show will be archived forever. YouTube, etc. You will always be able to go back 
for the full year of the buffoon montages from 2018 through 2022. It's a beautiful thing. We're doing it. Shame on me. I didn't realize that that was a Bilotti creation. I thought that existed before you guys were in the morning. No, no. That was me and Bilotti that uh, tag teamed on that. My what? Lord. Yeah. And now we should get stunned. Woohoo! It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Uh, spooky season in Mexico is a little too spooky. Spooky season, bro. If you ask me, um, a gentleman who allegedly was on some illicit substances, was on the streets in Mexico City recently Uh with a Chucky doll, you know, from the horror movie, and in said Chucky doll's hand was a real big, sharp knife. And this allegedly high gentleman uh, was threatening people on the street with the Chucky doll. However, not only he was arrested that night, police took... The doll into custody as well. Handcuffs, mugshot, and Mm. all Mm -hmm. in the police station. But, of course, only the human person is facing actual charges for the drugs and the threats. So the human being, the adult male here, had a Chucky doll and the knife was in the Chucky doll's hand? Yes. And he was wielding the Chucky doll as though the Chucky doll was alive with a knife. While apparently high on something. Ah. Yes. In an altered state. Uh Might have been shouting about, like, ghosts and demons and stuff like Uh that, too. So, yeah. Did you ever find Chucky from Child's Play to be a scary horror villain? I mean, not that I became afraid of toys in my house, but it is one of the few horror movies that I've seen. Hmm. I'm not a big horror movie guy, so I understand the reference. I know who everybody is, but I've actually seen Child's Play. Yeah, I'm not a huge horror film guy either. My brother loves horror films, but specifically like 1980s horror films. He likes those schlocky kind of horror films that are kind of like B-level. You know, there's a few that I've seen through the years. I'm trying to think, what's the scariest horror film villain? Is it Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason... The guy from Saw, the little puppet guy. Is it Chucky? See, I'm I'm more afraid of things that are closer to reality. Yes. Yeah, like the the what's his, uh, like the bottom of the ocean. Get out, is that what it was called? Oh yeah. yeah. Like out. that movie like shook me to my core. Mm. Like that scene where that dude is like running straight yeah. at why well, can't I think of his name? At, at Jordan oh, Dan, Peele. Daniel Kool- yeah. yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. But he's like running yeah. right at him. Yeah. And like, then go zipping past him. Like, that's far more scary to me mm-hmm. than a dude in a mask and a knife. Mm-hmm. EJ, what's the scariest horror villain? It's funny because I'm not a horror guy either. I just don't like watching things that could affect my sleep because I'm yeah. a big sleeper. Except the yeah. Knicks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> plenty of late nights, yeah, wondering about my life with the Knicks, Mets, and Jets. I, I think it's got to be Freddy, right? I just feel like I think he's like the baseline when he's it comes all burned to, up and he's got the the finger saws, the finger knives. Yeah, and he kind of attack. And I guess for me that makes sense because he attacks. Yeah, sleep. attacks you when you're so, in your sleep. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that would probably be it for me. Would Pepe Le Mew or Le Pew be your? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they will. Well, I guess Le Pew, the actual skunk, the <laughs> non-skunk that may have played uh, hockey for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm okay with him, but yes, the the romantic skunk. Get him away from me. (laughs) 
Carlos with a K. Scariest horror villain? No, the wife from The Hangover, the really bitter woman. <laughs> I don't want horror movies. I, don't, I grew up in West Side Chicago, man. Every day was a horror movie. I'm good. I'm good on all that. <laughs> but that wife from The Hangover? Well, yeah. she's brutal. She, like, did a waiter on a cruise and everything. Like, that's my nightmare. <laughs> it's not like Target or JCPenney where they don't have expensive clothes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Fall marks the start of RSV season, a time when many healthcare providers want parents to be aware of the risks of RSV for their children. What many people may not know is that RSV can impact anyone. Older adults, 60 years of age and older being one of the common groups most at risk for severe infection from this contagious and potentially serious respiratory virus. Today, the DA show is joined by two guests from the Sideline RSV campaign. NBA legend... Five-time NBA champion, health advocate, and one of the greatest players of all time, Magic Johnson, and Dr. Leonard Friedland, expert in RSV vaccines, VP Director of Scientific Affairs and Public Health for GSK Vaccines. They've teamed up with GSK to help ensure older adults and their loved ones understand the risks of RSV. Guys, so nice to have you here. Magic, doctor, good morning. Magic, how you doing? Damon, I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing tremendous. Hey, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Why is the Sideline RSV campaign important to you, Magic? Well, it's very important because I teamed up with GSK. I care about my own health, right? So I'm really, uh, health and wellness has been a big part of my life, especially after announcing HIV 32 years ago. So when I found out that RSV is really a disease that, can focus in on those who are 60 and over. Uh, that's I'm 64 years old, so that's right in my wheelhouse. So I'm so happy that uh, I teamed up with GSK. Also, Dr. Lynn has really, really, excuse me, educated me about RSV and what it means for me uh, being a man over 60 years old. So. Dr. Lynn might want to share the numbers and go into it a little bit deeper than I can. I'm going to ask Dr. Leonard about that coming up here, but I yep. just want to ask you yep. for yep. this magic. I remember the day where I was when you were announced to be HIV positive and it was mm -hmm. crushing. I mean, it really was a tragic day. Do you get people today that come up to you and say, I can't believe you're still alive. I didn't think you would be alive from that day forward. Yeah, Damon, what they say is, uh, uh, they say that, and also, uh, you know, I knew where I was when you made that announcement, you know, so uh, I can remember where I was, and they can remember uh, what they were doing. And uh, so uh, when I think about 32 years ago, that's been a long time. But again, you know, that's why we're talking about health today, because mm -hmm. I've taken care of myself. I take my meds. Uh, I've gotten... Uh, uh, a lot of the vaccinations for COVID, and now uh, I'm going to take the uh, vaccination for RSV. And so these things are very important, Damon, that we uh, make sure we're healthy, we're eating right, we're exercising, we're doing all the right things. And then we're consulting with our doctors and our healthcare providers as well as uh, our pharmacists. And that's why I'm here today talking about RSV. Dr. Friedland, what can older adults do to help prevent RSV? Yeah, thank you, Damon. Uh, Len Friedland, vaccine research scientist at GSK. Such a pleasure to work with Magic Johnson on this campaign because Magic is a perfect example of how we can take 
um, our own health into our hands and do what we can to keep ourselves healthy and live a long and healthy life and share the word to get the message out to others what you can do to help keep yourself healthy. And RSV is a great example of this. So RSV is a very common contagious virus that we get infected with uh, many times throughout our lives. It can cause more severe disease in the very young and in our adult population, particularly over the age of 60. Mm -hmm. If we look to adults over the age of 65, just as one example, the data show that 177,000 adults over 65 are hospitalized in the United States every year with RSV. And Damon, of those 14,000 will die from RSV. And so why is this important to know? What can you do about it? Well, there are things that we can do about it. Of course, we can look to keep ourselves fit and healthy throughout our entire lives with everything that we do. Look to see what vaccinations are available to help protect ourselves against vaccine-preventable diseases. And now, Damon, for the first time, we have RSV vaccines available for adults over the age of 60. This is the first season that we have this, and it's now the beginning of the RSV season here in the United States. And that's where sidelinersv.com, our campaign, comes into play. It's a health awareness campaign to sort of bring that discussion to center court. Matt's been teaching me all about basketball. (laughs) Um, I'm getting uh, too much knowledge about basketball (laughs) because my wheelhouse is is science. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can go and get the information. Sidelinersv.com is a great resource. And then have the discussion. Go speak to your doctor, your pharmacist, your nurse, and say, I heard about this. I heard Magic Johnson talk about it. I reviewed some information on sidelinersv.com. I understand there are some things I can do to help protect myself, and now there are some vaccines available for the first time. Let's talk about that. Is it right for me? And one other thing, Damon, of adults over the age of 60, those who have chronic heart and lung disease are at increased risk of severe RSV and its complications. Um, and there's data to show that people over the age of 60 are at more risk for hospitalizations due to RSV. So for people over 60, absolutely have this discussion with your health care provider. Tell your friends, your neighborhoods, your parents, your grandparents, and then get, get into that discussion. Bring it to that center court and then take, the, take ownership and then have that discussion with your health care provider and then make the decision that's best for you. Dr. Leonard Friedland joins us alongside Magic Johnson this morning here on the show talking about the risks associated with the RSV and how you can learn more about it and get vaccinated for it. Hey, Magic, basketball question. You were in the news recently because we were talking about whether Steph Curry was the greatest point guard of all time. I kind of feel like people <laughs> might have forgotten about you. What would you think when you heard other people associated with the greatest point guard of all time? You must have been like, wait a second, I'm still here. Well, I think, uh, Damon, you know, it's about the numbers, right? And I think you have to, does he have more than five championships? Does he have more than three finals MVP? Does he have more than three uh, NBA League MVPs, right? And then uh, you take into account the playoffs. Uh, Who's number one in assists? Who's number one in triple doubles in the NBA finals? I mean, I'm sorry, during the playoffs. Who's number two in double-doubles? Who's number four in steals? So that's me. So if he has more than all of those things, (laughs) then I guess he's number one. But if he doesn't, we know the answer. Yes! That is what I was looking for. Oh! Magic, you always knew how to deliver on the stage. You always knew the timing. That is perfect. That is perfect. Hey, so, you know, you have... You have LeBron also passing your former teammate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the all-time leading scorer in the NBA's history. You've seen them both up close and personal. Naturally, who's the better scorer? 
Well, naturally, it's Kareem. Naturally, is the better score. But LeBron is such a dynamic player, and um, he he's an all-around player, right? He can do everything on the basketball court. And so both of them are so dominant, but dominant in different ways, right? Kareem dominant was dominant down low with his sky hook and his incredible uh, uh, bank shots off the glass. He could go left or right. LeBron was he get the rebound and he can go coast to coast. He gets his teammates involved. Uh, he's so athletic, and even at this age today, he's still a dominant player. I, he, you marvel at his ability to still play at a high level, uh, and I think it's 38, I believe that uh, that's his age. And so for him, I think he's in a position this year, Damon, to win a championship. I think the Lakers are the best team in the West. Uh, Rob Polinka's done a wonderful job of, of bringing in the right guys who can shoot uh, from the three-point line and some big men so that Anthony Davis would be more comfortable at the four. And so um, I'm picking the Lakers to come out the West. All right, right on. Magic Johnson is our guest this morning here on the show. Dr. Leonard Friedland, before we let you go, just remind our listeners where they can go for more information. Yeah, thank you, Damon. SidelineRSV.com, great resource to get started. Take the time to go there. Uh, Magic and I have done a number of videos that talk about RSV. Uh, They're actually a lot of fun. he, he let me win. No, just joking. <laughs> nice. And, uh, but SidelineRSV.com. All right. SidelineRSV.com. Magic Johnson, Dr. Leonard Friedland. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. That was great. Thanks. Thanks, Damon. Okay, you got it. Hey, Magic Johnson joining us this morning here on the show. I mean, that's that's a treat. And hearing him take a little zing, take a little shot at Steph Curry until he does what I did. No discussion. EJ, you're a big NBA fan. That's gold. It is, and it's tough because Steph is my guy. But to hear Magic, you know, kind of say, hey, remember who I am, you know, is it's 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 awesome. And especially me being a, a huge fan of the show Winning Time and seeing how Magic apparently may have been back in the day and then seeing him still have some of that swagger is, is, is awesome. Pretty cool. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We are going to wrap this morning up with your epic fail, which happens to be the best of last year's 2022 year of the buffoon. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Here it is. Your 2022 year of the buffoon. Kind of strike me as odd, though, that kangaroos' first instinct is to flee when they're the one animal that could actually box. <laughs> yeah. But maybe they don't know that that's a, a unique <laughs> skill. No, they know how to defend themselves. Like, they square up with other animals. So you would think they wouldn't have a problem taking us on. You do think the kangaroos square up with other animals? I think that there's an understanding between us and bats. Okay. And if you told me that Transylvania and all that stuff from Greek mythology was real with the bats. Uh, Greek. Greek mythology? You leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. You could, in theory, die from a rabies bite from a bat, but then come back as a bat and be a vampire. But it's just not the same as the vampires we see now. Well, I just think that we have these movie vampires in our minds, right? Like it's Robin Pattinson running all over the place. Unless he was a wolf. That being said, in closing, what I'm trying to tell you is vampires might be real, but... If bats die that easily by falling on your deck and falling in City Field, well, how tough? What is it? What is it all? They may not be tough at all, and therefore, what are we scared of them for for becoming vampires on us? And in closing, this has been Mraz's Vampire TED Talk. Bass was hairy here, not him. Bass don't have hair. They said shave his body hair. So the bass you've caught don't have hair, but who knows what's going on in the Appalachian Mountains? (laughs) Yeah, you think those bass might have ZZ Top beards? (laughs) But, you know, you've seen fish with the mustaches. Do (laughs) you? You ever seen lake fish in an aquarium? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some weird-looking things. You've seen the the fish with mustaches? Mustaches. Mustaches. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, they got, like, it's weird-looking, you know, concoction fishes. Can you say... Hi, my name is Mraz. Hola, mi name Mraz. No! <laughs> my name is. <laughs> I swingo the bado. I'm 99 on the Spanish regions. Hola, if you hear me. <laughs> Sunday, the Yankees did a big hubaloo for the Judge family. Hubaloo? <laughs> what do you call the big hullabaloo? Hullabaloo. It is not apples to oranges. No. No, it is apples to oranges. <laughs> it's not apples What's to apples. What's the one? It's when they're the same, it's apples to apples. It's not the same thing. It's not the same, it's the same. It's not the apples to the apple. Host of the Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy football podcast in the country. Co-host, Mike the Fantasy Hitman Writers. Mike, good morning. How are you? Uh, Jake, Mike, and Matt, uh, by the way, sorry, I had just had email up reading all the questions I lined up for you, and I just got confirmation on a guest named Jake next week on the show, which is why I blurted out Jake instead of Matt. Mike, good morning. How are you? Uh, Jake, Mike, and Matt, uh, by the way, sorry. Uh, Jake, Mike, and Matt, I blurted out Jake instead of Matt. I like how you're pronouncing solstice like salsa. It's it's the solstice, the summer solstice. (laughs) 
What does Tittletales have to do with Herbert Armstrong? Come on. Who's Herbert Armstrong? The, the guy. I know Sp- Spike Aldrin. <laughs> yeah. And the other guy that got the parade down the city when they landed on the moon. Herb, Herb Armstrong. Herb Armstrong. Yes, his name wasn't Herb. No. Herb Armstrong. And it wasn't Spike Aldrin either. And um, <laughs> I Pete laughing. <laughs> because you're an idiot and you've got Who both Who were the two wrong. guys on the moon? Louis Armstrong. He's the he's the one that sings the song Trace with the moon. Armstrong. Was it Trace? <laughs> Who was the moon guy? Randy Moss. Bob Armstrong. Herb Armstrong, Armstrong, and Buzz Aldrin. Herb Armstrong. Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, not Spike. It's another Armstrong. Point is, that, don't get that in the way. That was the hint for the name. Epic fail, you loser. Yeah. I mean, I just can't stop laughing at that. Oh, God, it's so wonderful in so many ways. (laughs) Herb Armstrong. There's so many. (laughs) You know, the fish with the mustaches. Why did he have to pronounce mustache that way? (laughs) And we all got so good. At pausing and yeah, staying yeah. quiet, so he would have to keep thinking <laughs> out loud and coming up with new things. Nobody, we all stopped interrupting. <laughs> we, what? We just would sit back yeah. and let it naturally fall out until Pete went, Thank you. <laughs> and there were days where Pete would just have like an entire pad scribbled down because Moraz had said like six different things that were totally absurd and wrong. That was his cycle. He had a, <laughs> he had a time of month where he was stupider than the rest. <laughs> and the great thing is watching Carlos with a K relive or live through some of these things for the first time. There's some that you have never heard. I've actually never heard these uh, year to before montages oh, before. Oh, wow. So all this is in real time for me. Oh, my God. It's great to watch somebody live it for the first... It's like having a baby, and the first time that they recognize things, it's like such an enlightening experience. And no change. Didn't slow down. No. Didn't get less material. <laughs> no. no, There was no, no. lesson no. learned got, by the imbecile. These got longer. I was organizing after I got the help from Pete and, and Cap. These got bigger and bigger <laughs> over the years. I had to chunk off like six, seven minutes of this last one to fit in the epic fail. I know. I know, it's just, that was six years, and every year sounded exactly the same. All right, that'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to executive producer E.J. Stewart. Thanks to Carlos of the KORTs on the Wheels of Steel, audio director today. Thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We will see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA, and the Mothership Disconnects. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 